At this time, I want to give you Ab from Tulsa with his birthday party. Ab. Hey, folks. My name is Ab, and I'm an alcoholic. Eleven years ago, 27 this month, I found myself in a mental institution in Oklahoma City. We call it, I call it, Coin College of Costly Knowledge. I had been in a number of hospitals that year because that was my bad year. I'd had trouble several years before, but that was really my bad year, 1944. A young fellow called on my house, at my house on the 27th day of October 1944, and give me a little pamphlet. It was an AA pamphlet. He told me about a little fellowship. I said, hell, I don't want a fellowship. I want to go to Cuba. Sure. I want to find a hospital that can sober me up and keep me sober. I was sitting there with my jug. He knew it wasn't any use to talk to me about AA or explain it to me. He says, I know a good hospital in Oklahoma City. That really does wonders the folks that go there. I don't know whether I can get you in or not, but I'll try if you want to go. And I said, I still got to go someplace. I can't sober up here. <clears throat> told me back in an hour or two and told me he could get me in. <clears throat> so they got me liquor and took me to train. <clears throat> I went to Oklahoma City. They got the message mixed up. They said that phone over there that the red-headed woman was a drunk getting off the train about four o'clock, please meet him, because she'll need a lot of help. But you know, I drank about a pint going over to Oklahoma City, and I just, on my feet good. I got off the train, carried my bag. I went out to this fine, fine hospital. And of course, I wasn't looking around very much to see what was going on, but they locked the doors behind me. I never had that to happen to me. But I'm very <coughs> grateful today that uh, he lied to me about this fine hospital. Because when I went there, I was very, very confused. I didn't know what an alcoholic was. I knew I had a drinking problem. And the doctors refined to sober me up, but they never told me that I had a disease. <clears throat> I found out about it in this hospital. And down in my center, they called me old first step ad. And I hope I carry that <clears throat> to my grave. Because about the third and fourth day, before I was even able to read or remember what they tell me, they brought the founder of the Oklahoma City Group into this <coughs> coin college of costly knowledge. And one of my sponsors came out that night and I said, Don, this thing won't work. He said, uh, what's the matter? I said, they brought the founder of your group out here this afternoon drunk. He's right in the next room. And he said this to me. <coughs> he says, oh, hell, he hasn't got that first step. Well, that left an impression on my mind. I didn't know whether it was one step or 40 steps in this program. <clears throat> I was too confused, but that stuck to me that if you didn't get that first step, you'd get drunk. I've been talking that now for about 11 years. And the more I talk about it, the more I study that first step, the more convinced I am that if you don't get that first step, you'll get drunk. <clears throat> John mentioned a little something about, oh, by the way, I'm a Jay Hawker. I was born in Kansas. <clears throat> 
I've only had the opportunity since I found the A to talk to one place, and that was several years ago at Coffeyville. <clears throat> I left Kansas in 1980 before I knew what was to talk about, tasted like. <clears throat> and I'm very, very happy to be able to stay back up here in Kansas <clears throat> and breathe this fair air and see this wonderful sunshine up there and be with you Jayhawkers again. John has told you I'm going to talk to you about money. Huh. And he told you that in St. Louis that we accepted the third legacy and the future of AA is in our hands. We have been given the three great legacies huh. of recovery, unity, and service. We have been doing most of our work and our activities around the first legacy. We have neglected to a great extent the second legacy. I've been very fortunate to be able to travel and go to a lot of these conventions. I was at in Memphis at the reading of the first, of the second legacy. It took Bill an hour and 15 minutes to read those 12 traditions. And they were worked on by Bill and the older members of AA and now they're condensed where you can read them in about five minutes. I was very fortunate again to be in Cleveland when they were accepted. I was elected, or selected, the first delegate from our little group in Tulsa to the state meeting where we sent a representative to the first meeting of the third legislature. And then later, I was selected to be the second delegate. I served as delegate from Oklahoma in 1953 and 54. I've had an opportunity, as John and the other delegates, to go up there to have a better opportunity than you folks that don't have that honor. <clears throat> and we try our best to bring back to you what we found. It's all, an almost impossibility. We get an inspiration there that you can't describe. The first year I was there, <clears throat> this is my own opinion, there was supposed to be 75 delegates. And one state didn't send a delegate. And then there were some folks that had absent and party. And then there were two in there that were Mr. AA, in my judgment. The second year I went, Every unit in the United States and Canada had a representative. John was there. Everyone was in their seat. At the time the meeting started, there wasn't anybody absent. They were all there, interested, to learn a little bit more about this wonderful, wonderful fellowship. There wasn't any Mr. A.A. at the second time I went. I found out that the biggest job I had when I come back from that convention was to tell them something about my impressions of the importance of the General Service Headquarters, which is our service. <coughs> and I traveled and visited every group in Oklahoma. I talked to them about why I thought that the General Service Headquarters was, was a, important to the future of AA 
and a little something about what they do. Now, there are 5,500 groups in the United States and Canada. There are 75 districts. There are 75 delegates in the United States and Canada. Kansas has one, Oklahoma, one, Texas, four, and so on, according to population. I found that we're sending just about enough money up there to keep our headquarters going. And when we sort of analyze the job they have to do, as I said, we have 5,500 groups, about 5,500 groups in the United States and Canada. We're in 50, but better than 50 foreign countries. And during this five years of accepting and working on under the third legacy, they have assembled literature for us between 35 and 40 different kinds of literature. When I come into AA, we bought literature from here and there. But all the literature that we get now, and we can get literature to cover any case that we want. And it's all been okayed and worked out by the General Service Headquarters and the old-timers in AA. They get these letters from these foreign countries. They can't afford to keep an interpreter for every country, so they have to get out and hunt an interpreter. And when we take in consideration, as John said, there's about four million out there that we haven't found, that haven't come to us. So it turned out to be a big business, and we're trying to run it on a shoestring. <clears throat> when you think that, think that we've got about 100,000 active AAs, at least 200,000 are living out there someplace that have had the benefits of this wonderful headquarters and this wonderful fellowship that have forgotten their gratitude. This thing is a big business. And we're sending in, last year we sent in $117,000 and it cost $118,000 to run. Now, if you folks go home, get your old handbooks out this year, last year, and the year before, and I think you will agree with me that we've come to a leveling off place as far as the active AAs are concerned. We've leveled off to about 100,000 active AAs. Then I want you folks that visit groups and talk here and talk there to various groups to do a little analyzing yourself. This is the way I've analyzed that 100,000. And I've done it by observing the groups that I visit that at least 6% of that 100,000 are under two years old. 40% are we old-timers that are afraid not to come back to come to AA. And we've got a lot of gratitude in our hearts. We know that we've got a job to do, and our job is never done. But what the old plan is, the plan that we've been working on as far as raising money, first I want to say that I think that Bill and the founders are giving us the three legacies has given us everything we need to perpetuate AA if we'll work at it, except a permanent way to finance yourself. Now that $2 a head sounds all right. But we're, we're passing through AA. We're passing through. I'll venture to say that 25% of are in this room tonight will have passed through one year from now. There'll be new ones taking your place. We'll have about the same size. You've got a good crowd here for, for 
this meeting, and I'm very, very happy that you had the turnout and that you've had the increase because I've had my eyes on change. Change. Huh? You've had this increase in representation here uh, in the selection of your second, your third delegate. Huh? So I have, I've had an opportunity to sort of go into this thing and look at this thing from the financial standpoint, and it worried me. I was, worked awfully hard. And as I told you, the 76 districts in the United States and Canada and our contribution last year averaged about $1,500. Canada was not very far, far behind the average. They were pretty close. But it was on the 28th day of February, 1954, at our state meeting. The fellow came up to me. He knew I was interested in finance and was worried. So... He said to me, he said, Ab, why don't we start a voluntary birthday contribution to the general service headquarters and send in a dollar a year on my first contact in AA, up to ten dollars. <clears throat> I'm going to tell this this night because I eventually see the great inspiration out of this. I think we have something. And I want to give you the benefit. You that are interested in it, then we'll ask you to go home and try this out as I did. I didn't think enough about this plan to say anything about it at the convention, so I, but I wrote home with two active AAs, and they didn't give me any inspiration, whatever. We said, oh, we can go to meetings every week, and we put in a dollar, and that's enough. So I couldn't get it off of my mind. And when I went home, I picked out seven or eight old boys that had passed through, saying so. And I called on that seven or eight. And every one of them, the response was about like this. Why didn't you think of something like that a long time ago? I want to do something for AA. I want to be part of it. I called the boys at Oklahoma City and I said, I believe old Ted's got something. And I explained to them what I had found out. They, they tried it. And during the course, that was in March, so we started talking about this thing. We didn't collect any money until, until, until July. But we kept on talking about this. And the boys at Oklahoma City kept on talking about it. And we went out to little groups and talked about it. Then long about July, I, we decided that if we, if this thing was going to work with red foot in effect, then we went and backed up and collected a lot of the birthdays that had passed. Uh, and out of, out of our efforts and the cooperation of the folks that like this, the active and inactive AAs, we collected and sent to the General Service Headquarters from Oklahoma, which is below the average of units, of these 75 units, we sent $3,167. Now, the year before, it was six, 1,600 and something. As I told you, the average of the units was 1,500. <clears throat> we continued this year to follow that plan up. And by the 1st of July, or 1st of July, we had sent to the General Service Headquarters $1,499.50. Now, we found in checking in that's the first days in Oklahoma, the sixth or third of them are in the last half of the year. We will repeat, and maybe a little bit more, with our contributions to General Service Headquarters this year from Oklahoma. 
I may be exaggerating this a little bit, but not very much, because they're coming through. And they're repeating better than 90%, the old-timers that were contacted. You know, I've been very, very active in AA, and I've stepped on a lot of people's toes. And years gone by, they all respect me, but they don't all love me. And they were folks that I stepped on their toes. Then I found two other folks that contributed to the birthday. So I, in order to satisfy myself to see if there'd been any pressure put on them and what they thought, give me a chance to talk to them, and I called them up. I picked out about a dozen. And the response was good. And this is about what most of them said. That brought me back to life as far as my A is concerned. And that was the best donation I ever made in my life. I turned my mind back to something that saved my life. And I'm going to go to doing something about it. Now, here's sort of the way we approach those old boys. We don't ask them for a donation, at least I don't. But we approach them on a, a new way of doing 12-step work with money. Money's been first. Bill said in St. Louis, we push God and money aside. And under, the, under this good label, we've got to look God and money in faith. We could raise all the money if we'd let the outsiders outside of AA to take care of the general service headquarters if they happen to do it. But would that do us any good? No. <clears throat> so we approached this old boy and gal. We've got a lot of good gals that are seven, eight years dry that are contributing to this birthday, uh, birthday fund. On the idea of, of doing 12 step work with money. Uh, and they like it. And as I said, about 90% of them contribute. We don't write them letters. Then the second year, we follow up. It gives, an, it gives you a chance. It gives us a chance to do some 12 step work. Because I've come to the conclusion that it's just as important, and maybe a little more so, to save old John and Mary than it is to save that last boy in the door. If we don't stay in some one way or another, then we turned out to be a processing fellowship. And that's exactly what we are now, a processing fellowship. You'll find a few, find a few groups that are growing, but most of them are staying about the same size. The old ones are passing through and we're getting new ones and we're processing. And that's not good for AA. This is a fellowship that everyone that has ever found this fellowship should be grateful as long as he draws a breath. To do something to perpetuate this fellowship. And we can let it go to dogs if we don't find out some permanent plan to finance yourself. Now, you might, might think I'm kidding. There's enthusiasm here, but I've been all over the country. I've made about 35 talks. I've visited that many groups in about 15 states. <clears throat> I find some enthusiasm. Sure. But where's that 200,000 that have passed through? What are they doing? Well, they just passed through. But we that are active in AA have got the greatest responsibility we ever had in our life. And that is to try to treat, to reach old John and Mary. And I contend that we're Americans and we think in money. That if we can get old John and Mary to make that contribution, and we've made this a three-year plan in Oklahoma, if we can get him to make that contribution for, for the three times, it's AA. We've taught him a habit that he won't forget. And we brought him back 
to remind him, I think, of the most important day in his life. You know, we alcoholics are blessed with two birthdays. The first birthday, God gave us life and soul. And we receive friends. We still do on a real birthday. But along come old John Barleycorn and Miss Edmonds and things, and we lost our soul. We lost it. And we almost lost our life. Then this great, great philosopher come along, this AA. And through the living this philosopher, we eventually found our soul. And through finding this new way of life, <clears throat> finding our soul, we give in gratitude of ourselves in time. So my birthday, <clears throat> which will be the 27th of this month, is the most important day in my life. I've outlived my first birthday, and I'm living from my first contact. <clears throat> I want you folks this handbook. One thing was given to me was that two books you ought to go to read. <clears throat> Since the St. Louis Convention, they put out the third legacy manual, which costs a quarter. <clears throat> Every group ought to buy enough to distribute this manual to every AA so that you can go to educating yourself. Just not leave it to a few old timers. Now our plan in this in this thing, we haven't got it working hundred percent in Oklahoma and I don't want you to understand that. It's working. And we're getting the money. And we're getting some of these old boys and gals back to AA through their pocketbook. And they think that's wrong. But I still say we're Americans and we think of money. And if we can just reach those out there, we're, we're going to, first, our plan is, and I'm awfully glad that there's so many representatives of various groups here, because our plan is that you talk about this in your group, but you don't vote whether you accept the birthday plan or not, and the only thing that you vote on is to appoint a birthday boy or girl. And we suggest that you appoint your state delegate. As your birthday boy or girl. Now, he doesn't have to collect that, all that money, but it revolves around him. There's going to be lots of revolves around that state delegate. <clears throat> because that is the foundation of the third legacy, is what we make out of our state organizations, and it starts right down with your state delegate. <clears throat> and he gets up on the first of the month, he digs up all the birthdays active and inactive that he can find. Now, a lot of groups make a lot to do about birthdays. Some don't. <clears throat> He gets up and he reads the, back, he reads the list of the birthdays. He tells them about this voluntary birthday contribution to the General Service Headquarters. He gets this old handbook and he gets this third, leg, uh, uh, third legacy manual and he goes to set in a little bit to make about a 15-minute talk about the overall picture of AA. And I thought about that night came in because it was too late he didn't have. And we haven't been doing that. So you see what you will have when you come to selection next year, if every group would follow that, this is voluntary. You don't have you don't have to contribute to this plan, but it's voluntary. If you can't commence to educate the new one as he's coming in, something about the overall picture of AA that we have failed to do up until we started working under the third legacy, and as time goes on, your state organization becomes more and more important. 
and your state delegate things revolve around him. All the literature that comes from New York comes to your state delegate. And then this first day, plan. He'll he'll get this list and he'll see John. John, you go out and see Bill over here and tell him about this new way to do 12-step work with money. And you'll be surprised. I want you to remember how this inspiration comes to me is by talking to these old ones and talking to the new ones and their their gratitude for AA that they want to do something, they want to be part of it, and they figure that when they make a little investment that they are part of it. And they are part of it. Who is an AA? Who is an AA? He doesn't say you have to come to me, but it's an alcoholic who has a sincere desire to stop drinking. That's an AA. But in order to carry this fellowship, we found out that we can do it better through groups. And then, then bigger groups. And then, then, then our second legacy it teach us to <coughs> live together. So I want you to go home and do a little serious thinking. We haven't fallen to pieces yet. But we're on the verge. We're on the verge. There's too many passing through. We've got to reach them somehow. Bill has scratched his head and all the old timers to figure out something to write this old guy to pull him back to AA. They haven't come up with anything yet. And then a little farther along that we haven't put into effect but our third year. We have in mind that when old Bill and John and Mary make this contribution to the, to the birthday plan, we're going to give them a subscription to the grapevine. You know, today we have the grapevine just breaking even. We have about 32,000 folks reading the grapevine which is about one-sixth of the folks that have found the philosophy they ate. They said to me, what does the grapevine think? The grapevine is not reaching old Bill and Mary out here. And then the fourth year, we get in that grapevine. See what we could have done last year? We could have bought 400 grapevines, paid $1,000, had $2,167 left, which was 600, about $600 more than the average unit set in. And if we follow, this is an experiment in Oklahoma, but it's working. We want somebody else to try it, too. We want somebody else to try it, too. And if I want to get four or five of you old birds to go home with a little inspiration to try this thing out, just try it out yourself and talk to these old boys that have passed through. You And you, you'll get the same inspiration that I have. God's been pretty good to me in respect to this. When this uh, plan was dropped in my lap, I was walking the king. A doctor told me to go home and get my business in shape and play gin runner. I've been talking birthday plan <clears throat> since the uh, 20th day of February. I should be 68 years old. I think I'm in pretty good shape. And then I played another little game of this thing. I traveled all over the country and paid my expenses. Except one or two places they feed me a little once in a while. But I bought some chocolate in January. I'm a gambler, no oil business, play the stock market, various things. So I bought some stock early in the year. And I set that profit aside to travel and talk about the birthday plan. Of course, John won't let me do everything up here. But I've still got $700 money yet to spend traveling, talking about the birthday plan. God has given me help. <coughs> He'd give me the wherewith to come and talk to folks like you. So God is in this thing. <clears throat> this may not be the answer, 
But from this will come the answer. <clears throat> because you folks are going to go home, like every audience that I've talked to. And you're going to go to look in the facts in the facts in the face. You're going to get out this old handbook that the gals up there spent months and months of getting this information together. And what happens now? Most of the places. It gives comes to the secretary. The only place, the only time they use it is to look up somebody who wants to go travel and see the group so and so. You read the, the front part of this book. There's a lot of information that everybody should have. And then get this manual. Let's go to schooling ourselves. Let's look at this thing in the face. <clears throat> John told you. I don't expect to receive anything out of this, but gratitude. And it's a pity. I've been to the New York office many times besides the conference. We know that they're always on their toes up there, and they're going to be, be the best when we're up there on a conference. But I dropped up there another time. I was up there at Bill's birthday last year. There's $40,000 in the hole. We come up with 39000 of it. And you know where this money comes from that was short all the time? <clears throat> It's off of the sale of the old big book. And do you know how much reserve we have up there now? Less than a hundred thousand. And the old big book's been carrying the load. Been carrying the load for us for a long, long time. What if a little depression comes? Where are we? Folks, it's time for us to look this thing in the face. We've got to come up with a permanent way to finance ourselves. As I said, maybe the birthday plan is not the answer, but it's the best one I've heard of. In our experience in Oklahoma, if the birth, if your state delegate for educating the new one as he comes in, for selecting the necessary money to do the things we should do, and run that New York office with dignity, and Mercedes no Bill and Mary back. It's all they ate. There ain't nothing about it, but what they ate. And those old boys I've talked to them, that make those contributions, and especially the second time, have a thought you're going to forget to call me. I, 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 I forgot when my birthday was or something. Some little excuse, but time to call attention to it. And that's what we're going to do the third year. We're going to get them that, that, that grapevine. And then the fourth year. To write, remind them of that. The grapevine will write them a letter and say, through your contribution to your birthday, uh, to the birthday plan, through your group, you'll receive a subscription to the grapevine. We hope that you will call and make your donation and renew the subscription to Grapevine. Folks, it's been fine to have the opportunity to talk to you. I'll be around here till tomorrow afternoon. And does any of you want to ask any questions? I'll answer all I can. This is an experiment in Oklahoma. It is working. And we hope by the time that your delegate goes back to New York next year, that there will be something greater to report from his birthday plan. It was working a little this year. We found out in eight, eight, eight states, besides seven besides Oklahoma. We've made great progress with it. I think it's the answer. And folks, it's later than you think. We that are NAA and are active have got a job to do, and our job is never done. 